0: This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, guess what, motherfuckers? No Imran! He's sick, and he has, a, a, I guess, a, a frog in his throat, a, a hoarse voice, a scratchy throat, I don't know, blowjob throat, whatever you want to call it. So we're going to hit you with some news, Star Wars Clone Wars official trailer, talking about Justice League Dark, talking about the cock, Peacock, we're going to talk about that shit, we're going to talk about uh, a movie review that's been in the fucking... Making for a long time, we're going to review 1993 Hulk Hogan's Mr. Nanny. And then we're going to do some news from the nation and talk about what you guys want to talk about. This week's Jock and Nerd, Wednesday, January 22nd, 2020. <laughs> you know who this is. And you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news. And by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it.
1: Check. Check one.
0: All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock is we're Funny, disturbing. Jock is nerd it. Spoiler alert.
1: Hey, hey, listener! This is the Jock from the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name's Anthony, and my name's Rug Boy. He's
0: the rug, and he's the Jock. Is that the Zikman?
1: I don't know nerdy. how that goes, but if you just uh, have just tuned in, you're noticing that for the first time ever imran is here but he's not gonna speak oh shit
0: imran's dropped his balls
1: (laughs) (laughs) apparently imran's voice has gotten so deep hoarse that he was now refusing to speak he is now a mute that is just going to produce the show in the background for at least this episode apparently he uh caught the flu and Caught bronchitis. The man's falling apart. I, I don't know. Yeah, what, is, this, is this what happens when you turn fifty-seven? Drugs.
0: Uh yeah. I mean, I'm still here.
1: Yeah, you're here. You're you're not <laughs> falling apart, and you're you're like stitched together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm barely holding on by a thread. But uh, Imran, you know, he is a uh, he's everything proof. You know, he's got. Since I've known him, he's had afflictions, and he's never never let him stop him from talking. This, yeah, so this, this is the first serious. time it's actually affected his main driving force with his big mouth. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Imran's here, though. We can beckon him right now. We, we, we can re- beckon him. So just say say hi to the listeners, Imran.
1: Listen, I need to save my <laughs> voice, or I'm never
0: going to get better. Right. Hi, listeners. I love you. So, so he is here. This is the best thing for us because we're not just like recording without Imran. Imran's here yeah. He can't say anything So that's super frustrating for him Because <laughs> he knows he can't talk But we're gonna talk yeah. And this is gonna be fucking fun for me Because for once I'm not gonna get cut off by him
1: Absolutely not I will do my best not to uh, pull my best Imran impression And cut you off This is great I-, I love that Imran has
0: to just be in the background And sit here for however long we want It's like you being on a date With someone's ex-girlfriend in front of them Yes <laughs> And they just ha- and they have to sit there and watch yeah, like they can't leave. Yeah, watch me put my hands on your ex girlfriend's tits. Yeah,
1: and, and your we, current and, girlfriend's
0: tits. And it's Which not like
1: one? yeah, it's not like we you Imran broke up with us. We broke up with Imran, so Imran has to sit there. Yeah, and just watch us fondle his fucking his baby. This show oh, we're just shit. motorboating this show all up in front of him, and he just has to sit there and whack off in the corner. Yeah. So, so anyways. We we, got our stick reference is
0: already done. So we got there to get You taking care of
1: that? We did that. We did that. Um, we've got some news. The Drunk Drunk. and Nerd Podcast. Uh, starting off here, according to Imran's notes, this is the best part. Imran had to write all these notes out, things, about he, uh, things that he wants to talk about, and he's not going to be able to talk about them. So this is great. Um, starting off, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Uh, official trailer came out on Disney Plus. Did you see it? I watched it right before the show because I realized right before the show that I had to host this thing. Oh.
0: Can I watch it? Because I haven't watched it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, Imran, why don't we plus pause right here and let uh, Rugboy watch this I, trailer? Uh, I didn't get a chance. I've been yeah. very busy today. Go ahead. Can I, do you mind? No, I don't mind at all because I have nothing to say about it. Talking nerd! Wow, I have a huge geek boner. Geek
1: boner! So we both just watched this trailer. I'll start off by saying I have really no thoughts on this, um, because I just don't care. But I know Rugs is a big fan of Clone Wars.
0: Yeah, you just I just saw watched the, the animated series. Yeah. Yes.
1: What are your thoughts? Give me the full breakdown. All
0: right. So, um you got the continuation of the story is right actually uh this part of the story is right before uh Revenge of the Sith. So you can see it's an older uh young Anakin. Uh right, you know, you could see the pregnant Padmé in this. You could see uh one of the clones, which his name is Rex, you could see him in there. Uh you see Darth Maul, you see Ahsoka Tano. Both young and the older version of her. And, um, so those are the main players that you got Obi-Wan in there, of course, uh, which all of these characters from Clone Wars were, were great. And that show is great. You, if you've ever watched it, there's some, uh, amazing lore. It's the best Star Wars stuff there is. In my opinion, it's better than every single thing wow. except maybe the first trilogy. Um, the first few seasons are a little rough, but then like it hits its stride and then like it starts to know what it is and it, Ahsoka Tano becomes from, it starts out as being this, like annoying character because she's like this Padawan and all of a sudden she becomes her, a pretty badass Jedi. And then this one, she's really going to, this is more like her story of, um, I guess coming to fruition and, uh, I'm fucking stoked about this. Like, this looks great. This looks like it fills in a really cool part of the story. And, you know, it's CG and it's uh television animation CG. So there's really no limits. They could pretty much do every- everything. They don't have to worry about, like, realism or whatever. So they could just pull anything off. So I'm fucking stoked about it. I love Clone Wars. We've already experienced Star Wars in the theater and been disappointed Absolutely. So there's really nowhere to go but up. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you have right. fucking Disney, the weight and the, the might of Disney pushing behind the Star Wars franchise and they're delivering dog dick. <laughs> and then these, this little thing that David Filoni, the guy who was behind M- M- Mandalorian, who was directed a couple of episodes of that and kind of is, is, uh, charged with, uh, kind of being one of the consultants for, Disney TV in general and Star Wars TV in general. He's probably involved in this as a producer or something in the least. So I'm fucking all down for this. Um, hopefully I'm not disappointed, but I, I I'm optimistic about this just because I like the Clone Wars. I, I watched the Clone Wars thinking it was going to just be meh. And I end up thinking it was actually probably the best Star Wars stuff that there is just because it's so rich in the characters and storytelling and. Every character actually growing, like no one's a Mary Sue. Like everybody has weaknesses and fails and and all that stuff. So it's a rich story, and it's more balanced way more balanced than anything you can get in the theater. There you so, go. I, I, I'm psyched for it. I, I'm hopefully I was psyched about Teen Titans too. Uh Not Teen Titans. um young, Not Titans. Young Justice. Young Justice, because I yeah. love that show. But when I watched the new season, I, I was like, eh. So as long as it doesn't do that. This trailer, though, looks like it has everything going. I mean, he's got... You know it's going to be a showdown with Ahsoka Tana and Darth Maul at the end of this. And it's going to be the double blades versus the fucking the staff blade double blades. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting.
1: Well, this is the, I believe, seventh season. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's coming out February 21st, 2020, which is about a little almost six years since the last Clone Wars. So, and it's now under Disney, so... Hopefully uh it can maintain the quality that you've come to expect. Uh, yeah, that I don't break. know.
0: That's a good point. Like I don't is Disney going to change the right. nature of this. Also,
1: and the and the break. I don't I can't really figure out who's uh involved in this. I'm on the Wikipedia page and there's not much. So we'll see. We we'll yeah. have to see. There's plenty more news, but before we get into that, join the Jock and Nerd Facebook group. Uh, Jock and Nerd Nation. It's our uh, awesome Facebook group where we interact with listeners really good uh, content posted by all our listeners daily. You can talk to us too. You can talk to us. There's good banter. It's an exclusive group for our listeners. Um, uh, be sure to answer the questions though, or otherwise, uh, Bilotti, John Baladi, who's been on the show will not let you in. He's got a strong fucking iron fist over the show or over the, the Facebook group. So make sure, uh, you answer the goddamn questions. And if you want to contact us in any way, jockener.com slash contact, you can get in touch with us directly. And, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll interact with you through the show or through the Facebook group.
0: Yeah, we always we read emails at the end of the show sometimes or comments in our uh, news from the nation. So you can get on the show by doing that.
1: Absolutely, Imran loves to read people's uh, thoughts, whether they be good, bad, or uh, nonsensical. So, anyways, yeah. Um, Disney, there's some news from Disney. There's always news from Disney, but looks like Disney's officially dropping the. Fox name from uh, the studio. So it used to be 21st Century Fox Studios. It's going to be rebranded as 20th Century Studios. And uh, Fox Searchlight is now just going to be called Searchlight Pictures. Wow. Um, not a ton of... I mean, it doesn't seem all that surprising to me, but I mean, it is going to be a little Isn't it jarring.
0: weird? You're going to go sit down and you're going to see the fucking... that dun, dun, Fox logo dun, 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 dun. With, the sh- with the spotlights and it's not going to have Fox in the thing? You think you're just going to They're going to recreate that same animation without the word Fox in there.
1: It's also weird that they're going back. They're going with 20th century studios where we are in the 21st century. That's kind of. Yeah.
0: So we're behind a century. Yeah. That's a little weird. (laughs) Um, Marvel TV has now
1: been rebranded as uh, Marvel Studios TV. I believe Um, Imran, is that correct? Did you read this article? No, all right, fuck you. Um, yeah, so this is Marvel Studios TV, and now President Kevin Feige is in charge. Nothing new there. It looks like um, the big thing, big takeaway though from this is Jeff Loeb has been—he's uh, no longer involved in all this stuff. So um, there's an article here about ten major mistakes made by Marvel Television by during Jeff Loeb's reign. Um, Ruggs,
0: did you have a chance to look at this article at all? No, but why was it considered disastrous? I mean, I mean, there was Inhumans. I thought that was a. Uh... That's one of the things on this list, <laughs> yeah but I think that was forced by another studio guy, wasn't it uh well it was it from apparently from a lot of
1: stuff it was Ike Perlmutter was very yeah. obsessed with making the inhumans a big thing, especially when Fox took away the x men or uh, yeah it was like a dick yeah. measuring content yeah they they wanted to scale back the x men and make the inhumans basically the new x men and that it just failed right off the bat,
0: yeah, nobody wanted that,
1: yeah so according to this article Loeb's reign will be remembered not too finely. i'll just go over briefly some of the things in this article which i some of them i agree with um the one one of the first thing off the bat is it seemed like he was never embracing the costumes according to the netflix especially the netflix stuff never really right never he spilled really everything that. down yeah. yeah that seemed like a, a bygone thing from like x-men 2000 so there's that inhumans is mentioned um iron fist is mentioned that is bad that was a bad show Right. Ironically, he decided to have the same showrunner for Iron Fist and Inhumans, which is not yeah,
0: good. Yeah, that's not a good. That must have been from that right there. <laughs>
1: um, another one we've harped on this too many episodes. Um, yeah. in the Netflix stuff, uh, Agent Coulson's resurrection. What did you did you think that was a bad thing?
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. I mean, I liked him on Agents of the Shield, but I just thought it kind of made the whole avenging thing for the Avengers. The whole point of the Avengers is null right you can bring people back from the dead like that's such a crazy thing to be able to do like that should be in every marvel movie
1: yeah that it is i was i found that strange too the article does mention that this might have been the whedons or fai that's not exactly known who decided to bring back colson um but the big thing too is they brought back colson but then he never really interacted with the avengers moving forward so it was kind of like it, if you brought someone back wouldn't he want to eventually get to the avengers i don't know that didn't seem none of it made sense yeah um a general lack of understanding of these characters they point to the punisher's origin story being a conspiracy theory hellcat um just a lot of rewritings of these characters electra that weren't necessarily in line with the comics although the movies take liberties with that stuff well, too yeah
0: marvel does that all the time so i don't know yeah that's that's that's, that's grasping at straws um his failure, whatever it may be, to ever get
1: Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige to come on board and interact with the television?
0: What do you think of that? Well, I don't know. They just, for some reason, did not gel together, these two. They yeah, did not know. play well. They did not want to work together. I don't know what, I don't know what happened, man, with, with Loeb and, and Feige. I, just, I don't know
1: I don't know if they if they didn't get along or if it was just because Loeb was associated with Perlmutter and Phiy hated Perlmutter. I don't,
0: I don't know do you think that maybe the loeb was trying to angle to get where Phiy was, but oh, I don't know you I mean, I would assume Loeb was probably maybe not you
1: know outright angling, but definitely was trying to prove himself as just as an equal sort of level as Fahey that maybe if Fahey ever needed, wanted to move on to something, Star
0: Wars. Well, if you think of yourself in the company, right? Yeah. You're the fucking head honcho behind Marvel and all the Marvel thing. And then there's another dude who's on another division, another wing separate from you that is trying to carve his own path right. and define these things. So yeah, it is like a weird uh, rivalry. And he's like taking some of the characters that you would
1: want to make, maybe put your spin on, and he's doing it first in the TV shows.
0: It is. I
1: guess that, that would definitely create some tension.
0: Yeah, it's probably not a good working environment to have stuff that other people want. Now you can't use it. It's just weird. Yeah, there is no synergy there.
1: The uh, there is a couple other ones. I am going to skip over a few of these, but the the other one I see is an inability to create new shows. So apparently, this lists a bunch of pilots that he had plans for that never got off the ground, such as Daughters of the Dragon, um, the Mockingbird Show with her ex husband. Uh, a new warriors failed pilot, Ghost Rider, um, all these shows that were planned and uh, all kind of fell apart.
0: Yeah, he didn't have the juice.
1: Did you like what? What are some good things? Did you did you think Loeb was terrible, awful? I
0: mean, Daredevil was good. Daredevil's good. All right, and the Punisher was good.
1: Uh, Punisher first season of Jessica Jones. Um, yeah,
0: so there was some good stuff in there. Cloak uh, and Dagger, I thought was good from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, it's good, and I think Agents of Shield had a couple of. I I was all in on Shield for like even the most ridiculous shit until mm-hmm. like it just went on too long. Yeah, and now I'm just like, okay, I've seen all of the best Agents of Shield has to offer. I don't need to watch it anymore. That's what I one of those things. Like when I feel like I've read the the best era of comics, and I know that we're all we're doing is rehashes now, or we're just doing like the greatest hits, or they're they're grasping at things to do. Um, that are, like, all over the place that I check out because that's when it's gone on too long and they don't know that, like, they have to end it and they have to, like... So, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. was good at one point, but it mm-hmm. just, you know, like, Walking Dead just went on too long.
1: Yeah, I mean, and from what I understand, you guys definitely mentioned that it found... It's kind of found its way eventually. found its niche, but um, I think the thing that held it back is just it never was connecting with the main stuff, and that was the whole premise at the beginning is this is Marvel... Marvel and you and you'll it it all's connected and then it it doesn't connect so
0: I think when they killed off that first that first major bad guy that that flipped from I forgot what his name was
1: oh he was, the um the dude that was in the uh, in Terminator
0: oh I am talking don't about uh
1: that act what's the fucking the actor's name
0: he was the guy that it's like, over man game <laughs> over well no that was a little bit later I think, oh that was later I, okay. I, maybe he had something to do with it, but I, it was like he was a part of the Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. and then he flipped and he was the bad guy yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. like a demon or something. Yeah, 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 And then after that, everything else kind of like, okay, kind of was that was a cool story because he flipped and it was like there's a lot of turmoil there and then everything else just kind of you know, after that it was like, yeah, alright I've seen the best of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I don't need to watch this anymore.
1: Yeah, I think I quit after season three. I just I couldn't hold my interest anymore. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Apparently, Justice League Dark, a film and TV projects, are in the work from WB. Are you a fan of the uh, Justice League Dark there, Ruggs? I don't even know what
0: it is. <laughs> it's this weird... It's pretty recent. Isn't, it, isn't everything Justice League Dark, Suicide Squad, is Justice League Dark? Sort of. It's like it's, it's like, like Suicide anime.
1: Squad with more magic. Um
0: Oh yeah, it's John Constantine, Santana.
1: Yeah, yep, Dead Man, Etrigan, Swamp Thing. They just take all their dark characters and throw them in a Justice League thing.
0: So they're actually heroes, not villains. Correct. They're heroes and
1: villains, but they're all together.
0: They're just yeah, yeah. They're just kind of more on the mystical side of everything.
1: Right, right. Is this something
0: uh, uh, you'd be interested in? Um, it depends on the tone. It okay. really does. If it's um, Constantine was a decent show. Wasn't great, but it was decent. It was still trying to figure out what it is, and I hate that when your show is trying to figure out what it is during your watching it.
1: That's rough. it's
0: like like they should have that figured out before the show was on. But um, yeah, it was kind of finding itself, and it was trying. And I was trying to stick with it because I like the guy who played Constantine. Um, but the tone wasn't right. That's what they didn't get yet. And I think that Swamp Thing had a pretty good tone, but then that got canceled. So it depends. And it, it depends on, how, uh, on the tone. If it's kind of like Doom Patrol, but like a little bit more action oriented, um, I don't know. These DC, these DC shows, like, um, they, they're never quite right. Like Titans isn't right. Right. They're, they're just not like clicking.
1: It doesn't seem like from this article, according to the Deadline, they're planning a moves, movies and TV shows around this. So I don't really know if they know what they're going to do yet. If they if they know if they think this is made for television or if this is the type of thing that they can draw a lot of money with. Like the they should screen. do
0: like uh, a mini movie, yeah. basic like or or like a mini trilogy. Like I just watched Dracula. Not that it's good because it's not. <laughs> I watched Dracula on Netflix right, and they're each an hour and a half long movies. But they're an hour and a half long movies, but it's all, it's like one after the other. And then it's, there's three of them and the season's over. So it's, you get like a little mini trilogy mm-hmm. and it, but it's a TV show. So it's like, you can do Justice League Dark as a trilogy in those three shows. And then you can tell like a nice, you know, close knit, like, uh, tight story in those three across those three. And then that's it. And then, if that works out, then you break it out. Let's let's break it out to, to maybe six episodes.
1: Right? Yeah, they you they know? should they should definitely. Studios should be more apt to kind of testing things rather than just being like, let's just throw it all out there. You know, like let, well, let's go go with
0: something small, see if the audience likes it, and then build upon that. Something that's small and concise that 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 is targeted, because I feel like when they start out and they're like meandering around trying to figure it out as they go like this audience is not going to stick with you through that shit right hey, can i jump in real quick yeah go ahead yeah you're missing the yeah, bit I, I win the bet you're how did what was it 20 minutes i didn't beckon you bet? imran <laughs> oh you're missing
1: the big part of the story is that it's they want jj abrams to do this i think it's the
0: wrong pick for uh, justice league dark probably jj
1: abrams yeah i guess i i guess i didn't miss that that's that is strange.
0: But it's a bad robot, right? Yeah. So you think J.J. J. Abrams going to be hands on it? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I just think don't so. see this
1: being JJ J. Abrams forte at all.
0: Yeah, I don't really think he's gonna it's, I think it's his production company's gonna yeah. do it. I don't think he's gonna really I don't think he's gonna really stick around stick his nose in this thing. Ryan,
1: stay in that goddamn corner. What the hell are you doing talking?
0: Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. I told you he couldn't do it. <laughs> he could not
1: stop himself. Uh moving on. The Peacock Network, whoa, excuse me, the Peacock Network, uh, say that a few times, um, NBC Universal's new streaming platform, Platform. wow, I can't speak, Is uh, they announced some details regarding this thing. This platform will feature movies from Universal Pictures, Focus Features, DreamWorks Animation and Illumination, along with TV shows that have been relocated from other streaming services. There's going to be a couple pricing tiers. If you're a Comcast c- cable subscriber, I believe you get it free. Um, mm. But they they have three pricing tiers. They're going to have a, a Peacock free, which will be free and have limited programming and contain ads. Um, there's a second option which is uh, full Peacock content lineup, which is free for Comcast cable subscribers and costs 4.99 for everyone else. And then finally, there's the cock, Peacock Premium that's not what it's called it's just peacock premium
0: they should just call it the cog
1: they should they you definitely should the you yeah. watching
0: the cog i'm watching the cog look tonight on the cog absolutely that's the pr- the price
1: for that's 9.99 9.99 a month um same content library but without any ads so and comcast cable customers can get peacock premium for only 4.99 a month so there's three pricing tiers apparently it will launch for comcast cable customers with the x1 or flex package on april 15th Uh, Before launching nationwide on July fifteenth, they're really banking. It looks like on um, some positive word of mouth before the nationwide launch, and um, they've got some original content coming out. Not a lot of this really stands out to me. There's a Jason Hart, uh, Kevin Hart thing on coming out. Yeah, I don't really. None of this really stands out. So we're well, Saved by the Bell reboot. They've got that. Okay. Skipping all that. Here's some of the main things that'll be the the. The bed, the, the framework for this fucking thing. Uh, 30 Rock, uh, Saturday Night Live will be on here. Back to the Future, American Pie, Battlestar Galactica, um, Casino will be on here, Despicable Me, E.T. Um, Everybody Loves Raymond, Frasier, Friday Night Lights, Jaws, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, House, Keeping Up with the Kara- Kardashians is on here, Meet the Parents, Parks and Rec, Psych, Shrek, uh, the Bourne franchise, Fast and Furious, Real Housewives, Will and Grace, Top Chef, rugs is this something you're going to invest in?
0: I just want to get it because I want to get the cock. (laughs) I mean, I want to say I I have the cock. Absolutely. That's probably uh, the only reason, right? But uh, no, I mean, like NBC Universal is a big company. Big brand, brand, yes. Um, They don't really have. Do they have old stuff? They have like like Disney Plus has old stuff, but they have the Mandalorian and they have this, it's a big concept flagship show. They're going to drop this um, new Star Wars uh, Clone Wars TV show and a bunch of other shit soon. Mm-hmm. So NBC has got to really fluff this up a little bit with some like snazzy new shit.
1: So I, I just counted. There's about 25 new original programming things that they're going to launch um,
0: but does anything stand out like it's going to be like the next Uh Well,
1: I've got here Saved by the Bell reboot. I mentioned that. They got Who Wrote That, which is a docu-series about Saturday Night Live writers. Might be kind of interesting. Uh, Real Housewives spinoff. That's for your uh, reality TV show, people. A Battlestar Galactica reboot.
0: That might be cool.
1: Yeah. And The Amber Ruffin Show, a weekly late-night comedy show hosted by a writer for... Late Night with Seth Meyers, eh? Give eh. a shit, yeah.
0: Um, not really. So like Battlestar Galactica is something that I love, yeah. And uh, them rebooting it could be interesting, but I mean, it's got big shoes to fill right there.
1: Yeah, there's some other stuff. A lot of this is um, ba- a lot of its original programming are based off of one or two actors um that are somewhat popular. A, a Jade Pinkett Smith show called Straight Talk is coming out. Hmm. So we'll see. I mean it, another streaming service added to a very, very crowded market. This I is still think crazy. that when
0: HBO Max comes out, that's gonna be the one. That's the one? Yeah. That's HBO the one. Max looks good. And um I think there's still uh a possibility that CBS Paramount might do something.
1: Well they have the what is it, CBS all access. I don't think it's all that popular. Yeah, but... They need to to rejig that to to something They have, like,
0: a... uh, They're with Viacom, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, Viacom, yeah.
0: So that's all the MTV shows, all of that shit, all of those those music channels, all of that stuff that they have. uh, That's also... Could be a player. I don't know. I don't know. There's all the streaming shit, seems like it's a lot of stuff, and I don't really watch a lot of it, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have... We have I have Disney Plus, I have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, DC. We have DC. Yeah, I, I we have f- more than a few things and I have ESPN Plus, and I can't really say I watch all that much streaming.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do use Netflix is the most I use. Mhm. And then Amazon Prime is the next. And then uh Disney when something new comes out is something I go to. So that's it. Like Those are the three major ones that I'm using right now. And um, Amazon's mostly for movies. And they have a couple of shows I like, but I think Netflix is the biggest player and still going to continue to be that way unless HBO Max comes out and fucking blows the doors off of everything. One of the
1: confusing things I noticed just reading this is it's getting to the point now where if you want to watch a specific movie, you, you don't really know what streaming it's on. I'm sure you could just Google it. But it is kind of like, um, wait, do I have this? Do I not? How do I watch this movie? It's it's you know it's not all consolidated like it was with when Netflix was you know it was Netflix and Hulu just dominating the landscape. So it is going to create a little bit of confusion if you you want to watch E. T. and you're like, oh, what the? I don't have the Peacock. I don't have the cock. I'm going to need to get that cock up in, in me, up in here, <laughs> up in me. Wow, up in here. Whoa. So yeah,
0: I think Did it'll you create rent some confusion. The cock? Uh, well, you can instead get it. Of, for, instead of, instead of like, you could just get it for a month. Well, and you then, get it
1: for free for a little bit. And then if you're yeah. kind of tired, and then if you're really satisfied, then you jump up. All is, right, we're we going to move on. Okay, um, so we <laughs> talked too many times. Yeah, yeah abs- well, you know, <laughs> it's part of the, it's part of this, uh, it's in the name of the, sh- the streaming service. Uh, HBO's Watchmen's second season is not happening after, uh, the creator exits. Um, I think
0: Lindelof made the right call here.
1: Yeah, I think we've we've discussed this a, a, a lot, but I think Lindelof has also made the right call here. I think it's it's one of those things when you create something awesome or if you've done something awesome, a lot of people have trouble walking away from that awesome thing that they made as right. evidenced by every single uh, TV show almost. So I, I think this is a smart move on Lindelof's part and hopefully HBO... Um, isn't desperate enough to try to, to lure him back or create it without him or do something without him.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're going to want to do it because it's just got so much critical acclaim, but they should just stop here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I
0: think let it, let it
1: rest. You, you caught lightning in a bottle with this thing. I'm not sure you can do that again.
0: Yeah. I just, where do you go? I mean, the, like the they, only, they painted themselves in a corner.
1: You, I you don't, I don't think you can, can continue that storyline. You'd have to go in another, um, another route about different characters that were ancillary to what was happening in Watchmen again. Right. And not uh, again, that, that lightning in the bottle. I don't know if you can do that. So
0: yeah. One of the
1: last things here, uh, did you watch, uh, the new Doolittle rugs?
0: No, that's <laughs> a f- movie that nobody wanted to be made. <laughs> so, uh, it's like another Gulliver's Travels. Do you want that? No, like no one wants that. But they're gonna make it. You know, they're gonna someone's making that stupid thing like that. No one wants to watch.
1: So this movie only made it uh, came in second place. Only made thirty point six million uh, domestically here, and that's its opening more than weekend. I thought it would make. To be
0: honest,
1: yeah. That's... Well, it added another twenty, so it's at fifty. But the problem is, is this movie was had a production budget of one hundred seventy five million. Oh shit. Universal, for whatever reason, decided that throwing Robert Downey Jr. in a Dr. Doolittle remake equaled cash.
0: It's making Godzilla money. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much the same lines of what Godzilla made when it opened up, right? It's like made $40 million the first weekend. I think Godzilla then... did
1: better. Let me just Google that real quick. But, I mean, is there anything? I mean, they must have really just been banking on the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is just the biggest star in the world. But I don't. there's trends right Right. there's trends here
0: right there's um the fact that it's a kids movie right it's got talking animals and kids seem to like they went to see the lion king and shit like that so um you know it seems to be a trend the talking animals having fun and everybody likes that but uh I think that's all that went there like maybe some families went to go see it but it wasn't enough to like well apparently it's gotten horrible reviews too yeah it's I don't know. Do you think that Downey was putting his all into this movie, or was he just like slumming it, just to like get that money?
1: You know, I, I he was on the Joe Rogan podcast this past week. I think he yeah. was promoting this movie, and he had talked about. I listened to a little bit of that podcast, and he had talked about how he read the script, and he was just like, "Yeah, I need to do something like this. Like this is completely different than anyone would expect me to do. I'm going to do it." Um, so he was into it. Uh, apparently, or maybe he just got written a big check. I have no idea. I don't know. I just don't understand. The last Doctor Doolittle was also a box office bomb. They made like some sequels to it, but the the Eddie Murphy movie was not. It's not. I don't know if it's necessarily beloved. And it, the the Eddie Murphy movie was, I believe, a remake of some children's stories. So. See, like
0: I would like to see Doctor Doolittle in it. If imagine you made a serious Doctor Doolittle movie. <laughs> Where like he could actually, maybe he was like psychically connected to animals and he could feel what they were thinking. So and, like Land and, Aquaman? And, yeah. So it would be like more like a, almost like a Jesus type thing where like he could do something that uh, superhuman and not silly where like he's talking to animals and they're talking to him. It was, it, it, that that makes it funny. And then like, I know it's a kids movie. It's supposed to be like, it was, but like, all right, but. Is that really fun for kids now that talk
1: dance? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't I don't know what the thought process was was on this. There's it does have to open up in I think twenty markets across the world, so it still could make some money back, but it's according to the rap, it's projected to lose a hundred million for Universal. Oh shit. Which, on top of the fact that they last month they released Cats, which is expected to lose another seventy million, so yeah, shit. Or right this now. is uh, a tough two months here with cats in Doolittle for uh, Universal. I
0: don't. I- we should just make a list of movies that nobody ever wants to see that they make <laughs> anyway, because they do it every year. <laughs> I don't co- even. I think it might be like, how do they not know? These guys are supposed to know shit, right? They li- they work in Hollywood, the epicenter of movies, don't they know that like no one wants this? Like, there's no like they have focus groups. They yeah. have everything. They have fucking everything at their disposal to know, like, they fucking bought an algorithm to figure out what people want, and they're making movies that nobody wants to see. Meanwhile, there's tons of shit that things people want to see, and then they never make them.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't understand the logic on remaking Dr. Doolittle, even with Robert Downey Jr., as you mentioned, no one was asking for that. Like,
0: if Dr. Doolittle was a huge smash hit, and we're like, yeah, it's been like 20 years since you had Dr. Doolittle, then okay, like... Planet of the Apes, when it came out, it was like a fucking thing. Like, yeah, people still fan. talk about that movie, right? Yeah. So, of course, you're going to want to go back to the well and fucking drudge that shit up and make another movie. But Dr. Doolittle, <laughs> like, it was, that wasn't part of anyone's, like, Home Alone? Okay, I get what? it. Right. But like, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, for what it's worth, Dr. Doolittle, uh, 17% on the tomato meter, but. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is 75%, so who the fuck knows. A 4.04 average critic rating out of 10.
0: 75 oh. is not terrible.
1: Yeah. Eh, people are people are easily pleased. I don't know. Not enough people went to go see it to make money. Um, well, at this point, we're going to take a ba- break. Excuse me. We're going to play some awesome promos and we'll be right back with more of the show. After these messages Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipsters' defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weebie Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weebie Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at weebiegeeks.net. Weebie Geeks, your voice for the geek revolution. Want to know more? Hey guys, this is Venice and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast.
0: It's your boy, flavor, flavor, and full effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The touch.
1: You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser,
0: I'm calling Lip. Because <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics. You know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right. We're terrible. <laughs> terrible. Tang us all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think no, not right now. Shut Did up, you just- colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter at Vfu Podcast. So you can find them. You can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay. What Flay was trying to say is check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground.
1: Hey listener, we are back. Or if you decided to fast forward through all those commercials, then Hey, I'm 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 Anthony. How's it going? Um Wanted to start off by uh plugging our fan club the jock and nerd fan club it's patreon.com slash jock and nerd for as low as three dollars a month now or is it one who the fuck knows give us some money you get some bonus content uh jock talk uh early access to jock and nerd and the spinoff show uh, quick tease for the spinoff show me and imran together but not in the same room are going to be naked in water with salt all around us yeah, and then we're, we're gonna chord our thoughts afterwards.
0: Why are you guys doing this?
1: I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But we're doing it.
0: You just wanna be naked insulting.
1: We want to be naked, we're gonna do these float have you heard of the float tanks, Ruggs?
0: For sensory deprivation?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you're gonna do this and you're gonna you're gonna try and feel something.
1: We're gonna we're gonna try to unlock a place in our mind that we've never been before. Oh, well everyone's been there. It. You think so? <laughs>
0: yeah. Definitely. <laughs> he's definitely been everywhere. Yeah. Every I don't know if he's... in dimension. <laughs> he's, back. he's back.
1: Well, hopefully we can get him in the, the newest, latest dimension of salt water, sem- sensory deprivation, nakedness, vitiligo. Oh.
0: So that's where we're doing. I feel going. like he's going to tap into his lizard brain.
1: Maybe. I, I can't wait to see what happens. I, we'll, again, we won't be in the same room, but we will be doing no. it at the same time and uh we'll see what happens
0: i feel like that uh if i did that i would bug out i might I would bug want out. out of that tank immediately
1: apparently there's like you you're so i called the guy and he's like don't even bring your own swim trunks so i'm like why he goes you don't want anything on you that's going to be familiar to you you don't want to see anything that's going to be something you would recognize like, what the fuck all right whatever dude i won't bring my own swim trunks so that's happening and uh we'll so bring record your some- own
0: swim trunks <laughs> those are the strangest things you
1: could have on <laughs> his would be a dress on me yeah. um so yeah we're gonna we're, we're that's a quick tease for the spin-off show if you uh, join our fan club jo andnerd patreon.com slash jock and nerd doc, or jockinerdcom slash patreon I believe either works give us some money you get early access to all that bonus content instant reactions but if you jump up to that ten dollar a month tier you become a super awesome listener and you get to pick A goddamn movie for us to review. And we've been doing these for a while. And uh, thanks to Ralph Bravo, who's been a patron for 11 months, me and Ruggs are reviewing Mr. Nanny from 1993.
0: I mean, I'm pissed about this because Imran was supposed to review it with us. I know. But now he gets to sit back and watch us do it.
1: Yeah. He gets to sit here, listen to us, not have to give... Any more unnecessary brain power to this movie starring Hulk Hogan? (laughs) Unbelievable. Imran, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, wait. You don't have a fucking voice, and you decided to sabotage yourself and not be a part of this. So, thank you, Imran. Um, Hit that fucking spoiler alert button.
0: Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler
1: time. Not that anyone cares that we're going to fucking spoil this movie, but we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So, as I mentioned, Mr. Nanny came out in 1993. Jesus. Starring Hulk Hogan, uh, the pro wrestler, a wrestler that actually has a uh, near and dear place to my heart, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a kid. Um, also a big racist. Um, directed by Michael Gottlieb. Uh, it stars Hulk Hogan, Sherman Hensley. The little girl actually became someone popular. What's her fucking name in this? Madeline Zima. Yeah, Madeline Zima. So that, and then they had, the boy was in a lot of shit too. What's his fucking name? This thing, this IMDB is not in order. I don't know why they do it like this. But anyways, let me look this up real quick.
0: He's got a unique name, I believe. He was in a lot of different uh, stuff, things as a kid. Well, Madeline Zima was on Californication where she was this girl who fucks David Duchovny and she's topless in in it. And so I thought it was very odd that I'm watching her as a child. Oh, my God. I never saw this movie when it came out. I just know Madeline Zima from being the hot chick that David... Covney ends up banging that ends up being the daughter of somebody that he's already dating. It's really weird. Shit. That's very odd. And a very
1: I, I feel like that's a very v- odd viewing experience to watch. It was so a I little was like, kid, and then know that you've seen her tits.
0: Yeah, it's real. It is really strange. I, it made me um. <laughs> all... I, oh, I already went into this movie <laughs> hating having to watch it, and then when I saw Madeline Zima was in it as a little cute girl, and I was like, oh my god, I don't want to watch this. I can't. Like, I feel weird. So it's like. <laughs> I just fucking, I, I, I like was in agony the whole time I was watching this. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this.
1: This is so a little bit of a preview of, of thoughts there. Um, so I found the names. Austin Peddleton is in this movie. Uh, the little boy, the little machi- mischievous boy is Robert Gorman. And then uh, a few of the wrestlers in here, Alpha Onoy, Brutus Beefcake, George the Animal Steel, uh, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart's in this, and then Kamala. All wrestlers actually that I recognize because I was a big uh pro wrestling fan back when i was a little boy so this was kind of a a a trip watching this fucking movie um as far as rotten tomatoes let's figure out what the rotten tomatoes score on this before we get into our thoughts i believe this was a seven percent movie yes it was a seven percent movie on rotten tomatoes average critic rating of 2.45 uh the audience score was 33 percent let's see if this movie made any fucking money uh box office mojo according to box office mojo this movie opened in theaters with a 1.85 million dollar opening uh total it made 4.34 million um and worldwide it made 4.348 million so uh, wow. this is on a budget of 10 million dollars <sighs> this was
0: a, it lost money
1: it lost money this was around the time that they were experimenting with Hulk Hogan being some sort of movie star and i think this was the this movie and uh, there was another movie that came Suburban out. Suburban Commando? Both of those, yes. The, both of those movies basically solidified the fact that this man is not a movie star at all, even though he was wildly popular as a. I like pro the rest of Thunder Lips. Thunder Lips is probably his best role. Yeah. So, for what, it, for what it's worth. Um, I will give you a, just a really, really brief synopsis, and then we can get into our thoughts. Uh, basically, this movie is about a sort of a PTSD pro wrestler who um, has been retired and gets hired on as a bodyguard for this rich guy and his family um, ends up inadvertently having to become the nanny of these mischievous children. And the dad is involved in some sort of secret that um, bad guys, including one with a metal dome wants to steal because they're evil. And this, this bodyguard has to, Teach these kids some discipline and defeat the bad guys, Rug Boy.
0: <laughs> opening thoughts on Mister Nanny. Okay, so I was told I had to watch this movie. Yes, you did. So when we got the command by Ralph Bravo, it was months ago, like lots, a long time ago. And I don't know if you realize this, mommy, is that. Um, I have a very short term memory, especially if it's something I don't like. I immediately try and like purge it from my <laughs> my system. So I watched this movie thinking we were gonna review it like months ago. <laughs> and I don't think I could make it through the movie because it's, like as I said, it was very I was very like Madeline Zima's a little girl in it. I see her boobs. Uh, this movie is so low budget, it's terrible, it's just bad. So I, I barely made it through that movie, and I was like, okay, let's review it. And then we never reviewed it. No. Because no everybody, this is what happens all the time. We play movie chicken. Let's watch it. And then nobody watches it, and I ended up watching it. Yes. So then now, it was so long, I had to watch it a second time.
1: Oh, shit.
0: So I watched to watch this movie twice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I don't know if it made my experience of watching it better, but, like, <laughs> for some reason, I was like... I, Maybe it's because it felt less nostalgic because I had seen it before. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, w- I made it through it, through the whole thing this time. And, uh, whatever. And I was able to watch it. But so, uh, this movie is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it is a ripoff of Home Alone and Kindergarten Cop and yeah. all of these fucking eighties tropes. Uh, it is. It's a B-movie at best. And um, the bad guy is played by Buster Poindexter, and they call it, it, what's his real name? Is something Johansson?
1: Uh, Well, David Johansson, he's the guy most famous for singing the song, I'm feeling hot, hot, hot.
0: Yeah, so that's Buster Poindexter. That's his (laughs) alter ego. If you don't know who David Johansson is, he was the lead singer for this punk band called the New York Dolls. And he was an ugly dude then. And he just seems like, he's like a dude that looks like a Dick Tracy villain. All right. He's just not he's a handsome looking dude. He has that New York accent. He's so weird. So him being in this Florida movie, like this movie that takes place in like fucking Tampa, Tampa probably. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's where Hulk Hogan lives. He wasn't yes. leaving his house. He was just going to go around the block and film this movie. Um, it just was weird.
1: Apparently Johansson did the, was the, um, He did most of the music, too, and you can hear him singing in the songs from a a lot of this uh, movie. And a lot of the movie, the songs he sings are basically telling you what's happening on screen, which is a very old uh, or often used trope that really just is so lazy. Um,
0: That's some 80s shit.
1: That is some 80s shit right there. Imran had this, and Rugboy also said this. Um, It is like a weird mix of Home Alone- and uh, kindergarten copy. It, it, this movie came out in a time when they were really trying to uh, copy the success of Home Alone with these kids. This this movie came out. Dennis the Menace, Problem Child, all really bad movies. This movie for me really made me appreciate just how good Home Alone it really is because Home Alone is actually rewatchable even as an adult. This is one of the worst goddamn movies I've ever seen. the The most surprising thing is is as as Hulk Hogan's was my one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid, if not my favorite. He is awful in this movie. He cannot act at all. He has no charisma whatsoever. It's, it's very jarring to see this man that I thought was super charismatic in the wrestling ring and with promos and all that. And in this movie, he is so fucking wooden. It is unbelievable.
0: I mean, the script is so bad. I mean, the I script is if, terrible. I think that even he knew he was in a piece of shit. <laughs> like once Buster Poindexter is your bad guy and he comes in in a full afro, Oh, in yeah. the movie and then shoots you wearing a bad headpiece <laughs> like he's wearing Hulk Hogan has hair it, it, but a, in a flashback that's probably the most oh, hilarious God. thing I've
1: seen. They, yeah, they, they, they put a wig on Hulk Hogan and yes. Sherman Housley Absolutely.
0: so like okay so George Jefferson is okay let's do this to, let's try and talk about this movie Yeah. All all right. Right, as
1: much as we can Okay. All
0: right. so George Jefferson is Hulk Hogan's friend and he runs the agency for some reason Uh, the, the bodyguard agency, and he's trying to convince Hulk Hogan to, to do this job for him and, you know, and watch these rich guys' kids. But the whole time they keep cutting to Sherman Helmsley on the phone with him. And every time they go back to him on the phone, something in his apartment is taken away because he's got no money and they're repossessing everything. Yeah. And he's beating a guy with his cane at one point who was trying to take away the phone that he's talking on. It just was fucking ridiculously bad. But I don't know. It just Sherman Helmsley's in this movie, and it's just,
1: it's jarring that Sherman Hensley is this movie too, is in this movie too. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know. What this is he was doing? Here. Yeah, what is he doing here? The the thing is too is like this movie has it is written very poorly. You have not one but two like stereotypical black characters that are just ragging on Hulk Hogan, and they have
0: to fall in love. It's yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> because they're in the room together. <laughs> right. They have to. Uh, they they notice that they're both black. Why aren't we fucking? Right.
1: Well, and here's the thing: like this, like so, it's so contrived. So this movie, I mentioned Hulk Hogan has PTSD because in the past, David Johansson's character asked him to throw a match, and Sherman Hensley and Hulk Hogan decided they weren't going to throw a match. Yet we all know that pro wrestling is fake. Yeah. So you're asking him to lose a match that is fake, and he refuses to lose the fake match, as if they're trying to sell you that that wrestling is real. What? So. (laughs) <laughs> so you have that. So David Johansson is first this like crime mob boss, and then it ends up turning out that not you find out late you find this out later in the movie because the movie starts off with him being this now this evil guy with a metal head that wants to steal um these this chip that can uh basically knock off any missile that's fired in the air. So first he's a terrorist, but then it's written that he started out as a crime mob boss and was related to the bodyguard that happens to fall into this situation. It's so fucking contrived. It doesn't make any goddamn yeah, he sense. he goes from <laughs> he
0: goes from like running a wrestling ring, right, to being like a guy like Doctor Doom. Yes, <laughs> he and he has a secret layer
1: where he just he lures people into water to torture them, and then they come out and they're all like, like, what? What is going on here? And this movie's also weirdly violent.
0: And and the race the racism doesn't end with Sherman Hemsley. No. They have that like the obligatory karate guy oh, who yeah. does really bad karate.
1: The Asian guy is automatically a karate guy. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's and the, the He's just like whooping Hulk Hogan's ass throughout the entire yeah. movie.
0: They're fighting Hulk okay. The biggest fight in this whole movie happens where Hulk Hogan is wearing a tutu because He's taking ballet lessons from Madeline Zima. Right. And they, that's when they attack him. So sweaty Hulk Hogan in this tutu tries to fight off fake Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Fake Bruce Lee and, and some guy who looks like, uh, I don't know, a, a terrorist, uh, your typical terrorist from the nineties movies. And it's just fucking terrible. I mean, the thing is I would the, okay, there's, there's, there's like really bad, uh, Fake fighting in this movie. Yeah. And then there's really bad Home Alone stunts where they make Hulk Hogan, like, they shock him, they throw a bowling ball at his face, they magnetize weights to make him, like, fucking drop weight on his, while it's, he's working it's out. It's super,
1: like, so the, 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 apparently, so the, some background on this for anyone that hasn't seen it, which probably most of you haven't, these kids just have a really terrible relationship with anyone that tries to be their nanny because they their mom died, so they're missing their mom, and they get bullied at school. So they take it out on their nanny, and their whole thing is to eliminate all these nannies, and they've gotten rid of hundreds of them.
0: Yeah, so, one of the first scenes when Hulk Hogan shows up at the mansion, there's literally a nanny with her hair on fire Yes. running out of the house, and then she jumps into the fountain in front of the house, and then just keeps running as her head is smoking. Right. The kids are <laughs> fucking satanic.
1: The, the, the kids are... are Awful. I mean, the the, the 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 boy played by Robert Gorman is apparently this genius kid that can invent all sorts of shit. And as Rugboy mentioned, they are going above and beyond. They are trying to kill Hulk Hogan. They're not trying to just dissuade him from being their nanny. They're they're dropping weight on his neck. They're as as Rugboy mentioned, they're putting him in an electric chair. It reminded me of the scene in Sh- um not Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile, when the the guy gets electrocuted alive. Like they're like. Oh, whatever. It's not no big deal. And they just, you could see them turn up this like cartoony, uh, electric voltage, uh, meter all the way up to like super high. And Hulk Hogan's just getting electrocuted. It's like, what is this movie? The the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. It's this, it's this movie about delinquent kids, about this kid guy trying to get back into like, get over his PTSD. He's trying to then become a father figure to these kids and, and show them how their way through school. But then there's this evil plot. This movie is just all over the fucking place.
0: Yeah. Did you enjoy it at all, Anthony? Like, when you're watching this, what's going through your head? Like, tell me about, like, your state of being as a person when you're watching Mr. Nanny. Like, first of all, are you ashamed of yourself? Like, what what are you doing? Like, I know that, like... I had to tell people I watched this movie. I'm like, I got to watch this. Like, I don't know. I just got to fucking watch this movie.
1: <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have to tell anyone that I was watching this. The movie starts out with the, the pro wrestling stuff. And immediately, I'm, I'm like, oh, Hulk Hogan. Like, I knew Hulk Hogan was in it. But I'm like, oh, this is a blast from the past. I'm good. I might probably enjoy this movie. And then within minutes, I'm going, oh, my God. I don't know what the fuck's what the fuck am I watching? There are moments where I did. I have to admit, I did chuckle. And I was a little ashamed of myself that I, chucked, I chuckled. But overall, I, I literally was just going to myself, "Holy crap, that's really bad acting. Holy crap, that makes no sense. What the fuck is am I watching on screen? What is with this tone? Like wh- where are we going with this? I don't know who they were trying to appeal to, but even like, if they're trying to appeal to kids, there's like multiple I think two or three points in this movie where kids get slapped. <laughs> the the David johansson's character is named Thanano, Thanatos. 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 Yeah, and he, I think he slaps the little boy, and and they're torturing and, and they're torturing his da- his dad is like this skinny gray haired dude that's obviously like looking like casted because he looks frail and weak. And there's a scene where they're just they're just lowering him in water and torturing him.
0: Like what? Who is this movie supposed to appeal to? I don't know what's going on here. What are they thinking? I strapped myself in, and I was like, the first time. I'm I like, can't believe you watched this twice. I know. I can't <laughs> believe it either. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch a fucking bad movie. I'm like, I've seen bad movies before. I just watched Rocky Horror like a few months oh. ago. And I'm like, okay, so I, I can do it. And um, I wasn't a little embarrassed to be watching this movie. <laughs> I, I have to say. It's not like I was i'd probably would I be more embarrassed to be caught watching this or pornography like that's what I asked myself <laughs> I'm like if let's say like somebody I knew walked into the the room and I was watching porn, would I be more embarrassed that I was watching porn <laughs> or that I was watching this movie and uh I don't know that's a tough, well, tough call funny
1: funny thing, so reading some of the notes here and i I did actually um research some of this stuff as well so Although Imran wrote this, I am aware of this stuff. Originally, speaking of porn, this movie was going to be titled "Rough Stuff." What? Wow. Yeah. So uh, just just imagine uh, young Sam with his parents, and his parents go up to the box office, like, "Hey, we're going to go watch. Uh, let me get three for Rough Stuff." <laughs> or if they look it up in like the, they tried to like look it up in a paper, and they actually show up at some uh, adult movie theater. Yeah, Rough Stuff. Good thing they changed that.
0: I think I have uh yeah, I have the porn versions of those.
1: <laughs> um at one point, uh Sherman Hensley decides to shoot the rope tied around his wrists with his feet with a machine gun pointed straight up. Yeah. Yeah, that happened.
0: Um also I mean, after I've watched Hulk Hogan get <laughs> shocked in the shower <laughs> so much that his hair turns into Hayachi from fucking <laughs> Tekken, like, <laughs> like I don't know what else to do after yeah. that.
1: The whole the, the, there's so many ridiculous things. We, right in the right in the beginning of the movie, um, I don't know if you knew this. This is on YouTube. I, as Hulk Hogan is on his bike, there's a person that just randomly throws a dog into a into water. Did you know about that?
0: I mean, no.
1: <laughs> there's just some random person. Ac- I get, apparently, someone was accidentally filmed throwing a pet into water, and they just kept it in the fucking movie.
0: I mean, can the dog swim?
1: It, well, it it literally he's riding, riding, riding by. Dude throws the dog in the water, and the scene cuts to something else. Oh, so that happened in this movie as well. I mean, barring all these weird things, what I literally as I'm watching this movie, I'm I was debating in my mind: is this the worst movie we've ever reviewed?
0: I mean, it's a bad movie. Yes. Uh, I mean,
1: let's list let's list some of the movies that are are howard, be, the
0: duck, right?
1: howard the duck right? How are the duck um. Is Rocky? Would you throw Rocky Horror in this? Yeah. Okay, Rocky Horror.
0: I mean, it's a classic, but yeah. It's, it's a, really it's a bad. terrible movie, yeah.
1: The other two movies that I was really comparing this to were Power Rangers and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> Where does it fit? Where does it fit amongst? I? I this almost, had no shot at ever being a real movie, though. Yeah.
1: I, I almost feel like this might be the worst.
0: Like, it's tough. Power Rangers cost money, Right. Yeah. And so did Mortal Kombat: Annihilation. There, there was know. money
1: invested in both of those. Mortal Kombat: Annihilation is is a is a, a complete dog shit train wreck. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're fuck, these are some fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Nanny, I don't think does, no one even talks about
1: like this movie even being a cult classic or anything. Like, no, this is just a universally accepted as an awful movie.
0: Yeah, but it's not awful. Like. There's are certain movies that are so bad that you have to watch them. Like the Rocky right. Horror Picture Show. Right. There's like, it, I mean, they're so bad that there's some charm to it. At least there's some kind of, you know, when you have something, when you have tons of money and then you fucking, you fuck up, that's embarrassing. Right. All right. So, Immortal Kombat, Annihilation, and Power Rangers, that's an embarrassment of a movie.
1: Sure. There was, there was a lot invested All in right? those movies.
0: All uh, right. Mr. Nanny cost $10 million.
1: $10 million. Like, that might have been a decent amount for that time. I don't
0: think Rocky Horror even cost like $500,000. <laughs> so I feel like that, that gets the edge because there's no way in hell that movie should even exist, but it does. And it, and, and people like, like it for whatever reason. So uh, And people talk about it still. So yeah, I'm going to say that this is up there with some of the worst movies I've ever seen.
1: Do, now... We've been bagging this movie before we get into rating it, giving it an official number. Is there anything nice you can say about this movie? No, no, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, well, I had three things. Um, one was a nostalgia kick just seeing Hulk Hogan. That doesn't make this a good movie, It just beca- it's only because I w- grew up watching Hulk Hogan wrestle, so right there's that. Sherman Hensley's still kind of funny a little bit. Not like he's not one of it is not his best. He's on, on. autopilot. Yeah, yeah. He's told. The the third decent thing I wouldn't say it's decent. More so, it's just you. It's just so weird is the fact that uh, this David Johansen guy every minute he's on screen, he is hamming it up to the nth degree. I mean, some of the lines that come out of this guy's mouth, you can tell that if if any if there's anyone having a good time on that set, it's probably just him. Yeah. Um, doesn't make the performance any good. doesn't make sense of the fact that you have this evil guy with a metal head that at the end of the movie, he's the boss battles him just acting like a, a fucking uh, rhino or goat. I don't know what the hell that he was. He rams
0: Wait. his... <laughs> he's hammerhead with spider
1: <laughs> So there's that. Um, yeah, I don't really have much good to say about this. There really isn't much to analyze other than what we about. I'm glad we
0: got this one off the list.
1: Okay? Yeah absolutely
0: i'm sorry i had to watch it twice <laughs> that's that's
1: that's tough is there a uh is there a number you want to give this
0: can i give it a negative number no oh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look okay i'll be honest okay uh okay. it's okay five means it's a movie right if, according to you five
1: means it's a movie okay
0: if it's a if it it's a, means it's a movie i mean right. it's a movie and i might not like it but it's a movie this is not even a movie, so I'm going to say it's a four.
1: Four, okay. So I had a tough one. I think I've given uh, Power Rangers and Mortal Kombat like twos or threes. I don't remember it. I have to look back. This movie, I was really debating on what I was going to give it. And I've settled on a score. I'm going to give it a 1.5. Wow. There is, other than competently editing some scenes and having Sherman Hensley in it, this movie is not there's nothing redeeming about this movie. So he, There's not, nothing good.
0: So it's not a movie for you either.
1: It, it, it is not a movie. This is this is just...
0: An attempt at making a movie that <laughs> failed miserably. We've got
1: $10 million. We've got Hulk Hogan. Home Alone came out. Let's do something. And this is what you get. So, um, Imran, you are over there. I know you're sitting there silently. I know you're pressing buttons. Yes. Do you want to give this num- movie a number? This is the worst movie out of all the movies we've ever watched. <laughs> I would give it a 1. Oh shit. Wow. 1 out of 10. Now that's saying something for now Imran. Can I can change
0: my score now. I feel like I gave it too much of a high score.
1: Y- if you want.
0: Yeah, I'll walk it down to a, a 2.
1: 2. Okay, there we go. Imran though with the 1. He's this is that is the lowest score he's ever given a movie, I think. So, if Imran thinks it's bad, it's complete dog shit. So, thank you ralph bravo or well we thank you for your patronage and we thank you for the uh continued support i don't know if we necessarily thank you for this movie review but i hope you enjoy it because uh Rookboy had to watch this thing twice and that's kind of funny oh shit now yeah. uh we gotta move on imran don't you have to hit a button it's time for news from the nation it's time for news from the nation
0: Get your hand off my penis! Whoa! Whoa! In the toilet!
1: Wow! Um, apparently The Witcher is a big deal. Rugs. This is uh, dethroned- a coin
0: to your Witcher.
1: Yes, I-, I haven't seen an episode. You did you watch the whole thing? Watch the whole thing? You watched the whole thing? Okay, so. This is, of to Business Insider. This has passed the Mandalorian currently as the biggest TV series in the world. Netflix is reporting that this is on track to be its biggest TV show premiere ever. Right. And uh, The Witcher is reported to uh, at least run through at least uh, season seven. So what? They've got, a, they've got a lot going on here. They've got a lot Jesus. of shit.
0: Um, no way it makes it that long. Well,
1: we'll see. Now, are you at all? Well, first off, we probably talked about it, but. Did you like The Witcher?
0: Let's yes. This. Okay, you like I mean, The Witcher? Yes, I did. I'm not uh, over the moon about it, but right. I, d- I did find interesting things about it. So now, I think that it's worth watching with a caveat.
1: Are you at all surprised that, that this has become such a big thing that everyone's talking about?
0: Well, it's got potential to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does. Seven Seasons good? No, <laughs> uh, that's too much.
1: According to which, according, according to uh, Netflix, seventy-six million customer households watched the premiere in the first four weeks of release. Mm-hmm. So that would mean about forty-six percent of Netflix's subscribers have watched The Witcher, which is a big number. So I don't, I, apparently, they've caught lightning in a bottle with Henry Cavill, white hair. Do you think maybe people are just confusing this as Game of Thrones with Henry Cavill?
0: It's really not like Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's, I don't know what I'm talking about. So. It's really like, look, um, for those of you that want have not watched The Witcher, and um, look, the thing that's good about it, it is you got interesting characters that are on a collision course with each other, all right? You have world building, and they're kind of creating these different Things like, so when you watch Game of Thrones, you learn about the Lannisters, you learn about, you know, the snows and you learn about this and you learn about, you know, uh, all the old fucking lore and the first men and all the other shit. This has like the, that same kind of potential. Uh, they kind of made a huge mistake by trying to do this interwoven three stories happening at different times and I don't think whoever was the director or the person behind editing it or whatever they didn't know how to make it obvious enough or like either they were trying to hide it which confused the shit out of people like they, they didn't want to let you know that you were watching they were going oh maybe we'll reveal it and you'll realize that you're watching three things out of the, out of time that they don't they don't go together and then we're going to show everybody how brilliant we are because we- but they didn't pull it off. So what happened is you get a lot of people trying to watch it and they're fucking confused and they can't get into it because you want to get into it, but like you just don't know what the fuck you're – it's not like – it's not compelling enough where it's not a driving force enough for you to stick with it. But I did stick with it because I found one or two of the characters really, uh, really fascinating though. Um, Yennefer the Hunchback is a great fucking character and I really got caught up in her and I was like, I'm watching this for her mainly. And if you don't know the story of the witcher, here's some spoilers. You can get uh, started, the... does anyone want to get out? It is to be spoiled! There we go. So, uh, Himron's awake. Yeah. Yennefer the Hunchback is this hunchback girl that uh gets called to magic. And she obviously wants to get out of being this poor, you know, Servant girl or whatever she is, she's basically like in the feudal system. She's a piece of shit. Like she's poor and she wants to be beautiful. So she wants to get into magic to be beautiful and all that other stuff and the power that comes with it and all that other things. But she has to give up something like immense to do that. And the, the story of her, you realize is not that is she going to become beautiful because she does. And does she, she's going to be powerful because she is is that what did she give up to be that and how does she get it back and so i didn't really spoil it spoil it i spoiled that she became beautiful but like that's interesting to me cuz that that right there i just gave you a great fucking character arc somebody who has a who has this disability wants to become but has to, but in order to do that has to give up something that they didn't even know that they wanted and then it's it that makes that character's driving force of like trying to reclaim that with what they lost. That's a good story. I would agree. So it's you know it, that's compelling to me. The Witcher, we don't really know a lot about the Witcher. The Witcher's just this guy. I guess when he was a kid, he was subjected to all these experiments that made him stronger and durable and all this stuff. And the only thing he can think to do with this is what all the Witchers end up doing. Is going around from town to town slaying monsters for money. And he gets embroiled into this other thing. And it's when you see the big picture, it's actually pretty awesome, but the watching experience is very frustrating at first. So, and also their dragons aren't as cool as the game of thrones dragons. Their, their monster stuff could be a little bit better but and it could be more epic in stuff in scale but I think it has potential I really do I think it has some potential I, I like um there's some cool sword fights in it there's some interesting magic there's very powerful women like uh, one of the main characters in this story is this queen a warrior queen and um, she's like kicks ass and fucking runs shit and fucking is very manipulative. So like, uh, you have a lot of stuff that's really cool. Um So I think it has a future. I don't know if they're, I mean, look, they. If since they got this stupid story interweaving thing out of the way, they might not need to go back to that. Remember when we were talking about Arrow when it first came out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they did that flashback thing? Yeah. And I'm thinking like okay they did it but they got they got to stop doing it cuz now we're getting into this new story we keep going back to this to the past and that's that's stopping it dead in its tracks. And we we complained about that for years that they were just doing it and no one was into that story, the other right. extra storyline. Right. So you know, they just got to do that. Like Game of Thrones didn't do that. They told separate stories that were happening at the same time and we were able to kind of figure out our place in them, and, and line them up, but then again, Game of Thrones, when it first came out, people were fucking looking up shit on the internet, they were looking at fucking post things, and, and post show things, and looking up more information, so I think if you're going to give Game of Thrones all of that attention, and all that stuff, and all of that, this extra research, you should do the same for The Witcher then. Um, but I don't know if it's garnered that yet. I think Game of Thrones had a pedigree, and it everybody who came on board was like, yes, you got all this other supplemental material to read. You have the books, which are, you have the books as well. They've been, the books have been around forever. They made video games out of the books. They're kind of melding the video games and the books together. So I don't know. I think it's worth checking out, but um what did everybody else think about
1: it? Yeah, we can get into that. And, and your, your thoughts kind of echo a lot of our, we got a lot of feedback on this. A couple more things. Um, Another article I'm reading, according to Parrot, Analy- Parrot Analytics, The Witcher in its U.S. debut was third most in demand alongside Stranger Things and Mandalorian. Um, so pretty good company. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 66%, uh, 6.06 out of 10 uh, average critic rating. Uh, Metacritic has us at a 53 out of 100. So kind of in the middle, and our fans over here... Um, Kind of differing opinions, and a lot of them are echoing some of the the confusion with the uh, in the middle with how this story is being told. Paul Mast loves the show. Um, Ronald Hans, now granted, I have three episodes to finish tonight, but am I am I the only one confused by the story so far? This show seems to want to just look like Game of Thrones without the story. I will update my thoughts when I finish, but so far the story is batshit confusing in my opinion. Uh, Matthew Lawrence. It was very confusing, but it starts to make sense. feel like watching it again with a guide in front of me. You might Uh, have to. I dislike how it's medieval times-like, but they talk like it's 2020. It takes me out of it.
0: Yeah, that's very uneven, I have Mm. to say. They can do better with that.
1: Benjamin Wesley Cranford, did you like The Witcher? I find it incredibly forgettable. I was forgetting the episode as I watched it. Uh, Joe shit. I enjoyed The Witcher, but found the time jumps a little confusing at first. I ended up watching it a second time, and it made a lot more sense. Irvin De La Cruz. I liked it as well. It took me a couple episodes in a Google search to confirm they were time jumping, but once that was out of the way, I liked getting to know the world, the players, the powers, and their limitations. Oh, and of course, the boobies.
0: Oh, that's also a, a plus. Yeah.
1: Good, good boobs? Okay. Uh, Bosco Gabriel. I thought it was terrible. It feels like it was t- trying way too hard. The story told in a jumbled time split like Westworld, but worse, and there's like zero payoff at the end of the season. And finally, Chaz Hebert. Shout out to Chaz, my jock talk co-host on Patreon.com. Their bottom is, is very weak. Yep, that's Chaz. Yeah, usually if Imran doesn't like something, it's dog shit. Not think, true. Yeah, okay. I think there's a lot of good in the show, but I didn't like the time split. And as far as world building, it just seems like we're missing big chunks of information. Yeah, a so very divided uh, opinion, just like the the critics and even your analysis of the, the potential. Yeah, the I mean,
0: there is a potential there. There is things that they can do a lot better. Uh, and that mention of the uh, people talking, that seems like a little bit too modern. Yeah. That's also true. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that they're dumbing it down for people, obviously, for people in middle America.
1: Sure, sure. America.
0: Yeah. No. Um, uh, they're dumbing things down and trying to uh, appeal to the lowest common denominators and shit. So, uh, HBO didn't do that. They're like, we don't give a fuck. You're paying for HBO. Uh, so I don't know. It's crazy. They, they need, they needed a hit and they got one. So
1: I, I'm shocked that The Witcher is this popular. I did not think anything of it. So this is very well, much got, catching guard. First me off of all, guard.
0: you got, Superman, a movie star in a Netflix show, a bonafide movie star as the lead. Sure. Women love his, his bare chest and you get to see it a lot. Anecdotally,
1: uh, a lot of my girlfriends have been like posting about Henry Cavill and I just put the connection together that, oh, that's probably because they're watching The Witcher and he's popular again.
0: Yeah. So. And, uh, there's a lot of beautiful women in this show as well. There's no shortage of that. So. And, um, yeah. There you it's go. Crazy. There's monsters. There's fucking sword fights. Would I like shit. it? I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Are you going to call really me really Imran? I almost did. Yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> that's kind of insulting. Oh,
0: what the fuck? I don't know if you'd like it, Anthony. Like, I really don't. You're not really into swords and stuff. Like, that's no. my bag. I like that shit.
1: I, w- I. But the thing is, I wasn't into like any of that fantasy stuff. And then I watched Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, this is a great story.
0: So, yeah, i I've always that's, I've always loved knights. And okay. shit, because they're like the first superheroes, right? Like, yeah. Uh, so I always like that shit. So and dragons and I'm always into that. That's why I love Lord of the Rings, which I still think is one of the best trilogies ever made. And uh, is, you guys, we always complain about trilogies that don't have a continuous through line that makes sense to, that those sh- three movies are made perfect sense. They're all interwoven together and whatever. And so I, that's my type of shit. Uh, Other than Godzilla and sci-fi, I I love all that stuff because I like uh, being transported to another place and another time. Uh, So it's my it's in my wheelhouse. I like the way you say in another time and another time
1: for for what it's worth. uh, Any listeners that want to give us ten dollars a month. um, Also, if you give us ten dollars a month for consecutive years, you get to pick another movie in that second year that you give us ten dollars a month. So. The more the more uh, amount of time, the more movies you get to pick yearly. So, um, I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. So, if someone wants to pick that and make me watch it, this was in the phase where I didn't think I liked any fantasy stuff, so I didn't watch any of the Lord of the Rings.
0: I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll like it. Um, the first one, okay, because the first one starts off in a very and it's it's done on purpose. Like it build, it, it takes a long time to build the story, so it's trying to show you the Shire. Where the, the, where Frodo is from and shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it kind of goes on a little too long. You're like, all right, let's get to it already. Come on, who cares the crap about these, these dudes? Mm. And, uh, and once it gets off and running though, and you get to that first couple of scenes where, like, there's some shit going down, you're like, all right, I'm in. But it takes a while to get there. Not a lot of people can make it.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Well, there's a big hump to get over. That's all I'm saying
1: understood if someone picks this movie i will definitely watch it or maybe one day i'll watch it on my my own who knows um we did have some comments from the last episode that we didn't read because imran's an asshole he doesn't want to read your comments but i've been pushing him to include the comments and now that he's not here or he just has to sit there silently we're reading your comments because i care about you imran even though he may sound jolly he gives no fucks about you so from the last episode yeah he's a complete asshole Paul Mast, <laughs> in response to <laughs> Doctor Strange losing its director, he goes, hey, what about Jordan Peele to direct Doctor Strange too?" I like I'm, that. You like that? I'm assuming he's basing that off of that. What was that movie that he? He, that did, us big, and
0: he, he did Us, and he did uh, the horror one. What's it called?
1: T- like it was, I forgot what the fucking movie was.
0: Amron, you know this one.
1: Get Out.
0: Get Out. Get there out. there
1: you yeah. go. That, see, Amron's good for one thing. Get, so you like Jordan Peele in this in this role?
0: Me, I think that Jordan Peele's an interesting guy. He could do. He would like Marvel that. hire him? No. Okay. I mean, yeah, they would hire him. Yes.
1: But could they control him?
0: No. Okay. There you go. Because I think that he'd be he. I don't think he wants to be told what to do. I think he wants to do his own thing. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Fiddlesticks, Winterbottom the third suggests uh, James
0: Wan would be. A good I think choice. that's a great poll. I think so as well. Yeah, that's he knows how to work with uh, big time studios and be get give them what they want. So
1: and he can be creepy too. Yeah, he's, he's can, a good
0: horror director. Yeah,
1: he did. I don't know if they'd be able to get him though. He's doing the Aquaman, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how those contracts work. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Joe Henry, Rugberto Bambino mentioned wanting to see a real Mandalorian in season two. My wish is Katie Stackhouse playing Bo-Katan, who was a member of the Death Watch that Sabine gave the Dark Saber to. Plus, she voiced the character on both Rebels and the Clone Wars. Please make it happen, Favreau. Yeah. I don't hey. know who
0: Katie Stackhouse is, but...
1: Um, I know, I, a I know of a Jerry Stackhouse that played in the NBA. That's all I got. I, don't I know right Suki
0: Stackhouse from True Blood.
1: There you there go. There you
0: go.
1: Um, oh, here's one from a uh, someone we haven't heard from in a while. Uh, hi. Long time. Uh, the character of Batman is near and dear to me. So after listening to you guys voice your displeasure, I wanted to pile on. He's referring to, uh, I believe he's referring to the Dark Knight Rises. The reason it's terrible is they don't understand the character at all. Consider this Batman is only Batman for a few weeks, tops, and Batman begins, right? And then at the end of, at the end, you see Gordon with a Joker card talking to bats, establishing the character. Then Dark Knight starts very soon thereafter, right? So Bruce is Batman for a few months at the absolute max before Rachel dies, and then he retires. He quits for 12 years. The man who witnessed his parents murdered and swore to be an instrument of justice decided to quit after being Batman for a few months because a girl he barely knew was killed. And on top of that, when he returns, he's now injured with a limp. Batman would have doubled down after Rachel's deaths. It is who he is. It's not even mentioning the ridiculous plot devices they chose. For example, in the beginning, Bain's plan is to stage a plane wreck and they rip the wings off, right? Then they continue to carry the fuselage for miles. What moron is going to believe a fuselage flew for miles without its wings? And their plan is to trick the authorities was to do a quick blood transfusion? That's not how it works. And what about dental records? And that's just in the first 15 minutes. Cops marching into sewers all together. And then they march into a hail of bullets coming out. And Robin and Natalia twists. I could bore you further, but I won't. You're welcome, Rugs and Ant. You guys can talk again now. Hey, he knew that it was just me and you on the show. Yeah. P.S. Making fun of my poem was mean, Rugs. I welcome you to try and write a poem that's an Endgame review. Just kidding. My skin isn't that thin. Although maybe if you hadn't read it like a first grader on NyQuil and Mean, it would have come across better.
0: Oh, yeah, that's how we geez. read it. Yeah, just, that's it.
1: Just giving you hell. Please don't take me seriously. I'm only trying to be like you guys. I wish you all the best. The listener formerly known as Chocolate Tain.
0: Well, we we can't read poetry. We're not, that's not our thing. Uh, but we can make fun of stuff. That's our thing. Uh, so let's see. Let's see what you said here. Uh, The Dark Knight Rises is a pretty shitty movie. So I'll go with you on that one. That, that was like, uh, I wasn't pleased with that movie in, in any way. But I do think that there is a time jump from, uh, Begins to, to The Dark Knight. I feel like that. Yeah. The, I've, there's I, I gotta think, be a few years because i think he
1: consolidated that yeah. i think he consolidated that a little too dense i don't think it was that close and i also he mentions that rachel um is a girl he barely knew he uh, he, it's established i believe in begins that he's known her since she was a little girl yeah so but i do agree i didn't think of this perspective but Tane brings up a very good point i don't batman would not have quit that's no. just not his character. So, this is a very good point. He would not have quit for 12 years after a character he loves dies. That's characters he loved died when he was a kid, and that's what made him Batman. He wouldn't quit after that.
0: The reason Rises doesn't work is because it doesn't make sense, any of the stuff that None happens. Makes so, sense, no. it's one of those things where they write it so they can get the story to that place that they want it to be, and then it's not natural. It doesn't flow. It doesn't seem like a good progression. And. It's awkward, and you can tell that uh, right away when you watch it. So, yeah, I'm agree with you. I agree with you on that one.
1: I agree with you, Tane. I, I would also add that it, I feel like Nolan had plans with the Joker. Obviously, that all went away when Heath Ledger died. I also don't necessarily believe he was a big Batman comic fan, so he didn't, I don't think he understood the character, as you mentioned. So a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense, and yeah, Ruggs is completely correct, so. Thanks for uh, all your feedback, including you, Tane. We, we do like you. Um, thanks, guys. And uh, feel free to write in anytime, jockeynerd.com slash contact. I will continue to push to read listener feedback. It is Imran that is the one that is holding this all back. Just know that. What? Um, yeah. Got a few announcements. In about a month, me and Imran will be at the C2E2, which is the biggest Chicago comic book and entertainment convention. We actually are Credited press. I don't know how this happened, but oh, me shit. and Enron will be there as press at the biggest uh, Comic-Con in Chicago. Definitely excited about that. If you guys are there, shoot us a note. Maybe we'll meet up with you in a dirty parking lot. Who knows? Anything's possible. I know Dope Pope might be there as well. So uh, check out Dope Pope. He's got some awesome uh, artwork that you can uh, potentially buy. One last thing. We do need more uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts or ratings. Right now, we're at 110 ratings. We need to get to 200. 90 more. That's only 90 more. We're going to keep saying this every goddamn show. So if you don't want us to say this anymore, tell a friend to rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, iOS devices in the U.S. only. So if you're not from the U.S. and you're not uh, with an Apple user, we don't care about you. Just know that. We don't yeah. care about you. We don't want your ratings or reviews. You Just your, Apple.
0: You and your sticky androids. Yeah,
1: fuck all y'all. Your androids, your Huawei's, like Android, your Huawei phones, whatever the fuck you're using. We
0: don't care about you. Yeah, you I don't. don't have, I can't do it. I don't. I don't have a Apple. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can't even support the fucking show. Jesus Christ. We get no love from even our own hosts. This is weird. Um. Yeah. Anyways, we did it, rugs. We did we it without it Imran. We basically I mean he he spoke a little bit. He's been producing in the background. But for the most part, this is the first time ever Imran has not been on show. How do you the show. think we did Anthony. Did we do it? You know, seeing this that me and you decided about 10 15 minutes before that we were going to re- do the show without Imran. I think we did an okay job. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really good. That's right, Palotti. <laughs> I would also add that before the show, Imran kept trying to have us cut out parts of the show because he didn't think we could pull it off. He's like, oh, just cut it off after this. Oh, just cut it off after that. You don't have to do this. You don't have to read the comments. You don't have to do this. We did the whole fucking show without him. We should be proud. Yeah, we
0: did it with his notes, though.
1: We did do it with his notes. <laughs> I guess I guess the next step would be writing our own notes. No. Yeah, which I don't want to do. That's work. And the, And then the next next step would be actually producing the show and editing it. Which we don't want to do oh, either. We don't want to do that either. So, Imran, as much as I bagged on you, please come back to the show. I don't want you to get so dissuaded that you don't want to do anything with the show because that would be the fucking worst. You guys yeah. did great.
0: I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Listeners, uh, Rugboy, where can they listen listener find you? You can find me on Twitter. That's the only place you're going to find me unless you go to a strip club in the middle of New York City. Uh, I will be at <laughs> really rug boy on Twitter where you can see me making strange comments to Devin
1: for what it's worth. I looked at your tweets and replies very recently as of last week, and you're still pushing, you're still throwing things out there just to see if uh, people will bite at you. So I I find it entertaining. A lot of them don't very rarely. You get some troll or some idiot that does. And that's, that's always pretty funny.
0: Yeah. I haven't, uh, when I was uh, throwing down with some, some, uh, Comics people, like every week, that was fun. But no, I'm not doing it that
1: much. Anyway. Not doing it as much, yeah. Well, it's still a worthy follow. You can follow him at Really Rugboy. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this show. I'm glad that you guys decided to tune in to this point. Imran, I can mention, is not here and you still are supporting, which is very kind of you. I don't know why you do it, but you do it. And that's that. So, um,. I don't even know where to say. I
0: can't wait to hear the comments on this. Like yeah. uh, on the on the fan club.
1: Please give us some feedback. If you guys, if this is the show that makes you quit listening yeah, to us, I want to know it. Happen. I <laughs> just want to know that this is the show that made you quit. So give us some feedback. Write us some notes. Do whatever you need to do. Send us a carrier pigeon. Uh this is the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Anthony. My name's Rugboy. He's the Bambino.
0: And he's the Jock.
1: Yeah, and we'll catch you next time. That was amazing. <laughs> A talking nerd first in almost five years. It- Will you shut up? What? Wait <laughs> till the show's over. Uh-huh. The talking Runs. Yeah. The talking runs.
0: The rugging talk. Yeah. The yeah. talking ruds. Hey, listen, you didn't give us enough, Mike grip during this episode.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Talking
0: yeah. nerd.